boom, the punk is solo today. Guess why? Big John is in Sioux Falls, South Dakota for Bellator this Friday. But guess what? I'm coming with some fire today. There's a lot of talk about the Stephen Thompson not getting paid. And look, as a fighter, I even in my contract had certain stuff put in there. But I also understand that it is different for every fighter, depending on who your manager is, depending on what promotion you're in, and how you can handle this. So let's go ahead and... uh talk about this a little bit but first i think we're gonna to go to the dana uh dana white had some comments because he was asked by some media and i am not media i just want to clarify that but i wanted to make sure that we talked about this so dana was asked by some media and podcast dave here is going to play the the video clip and the audio on it and we can go ahead and uh basically comment on it yeah so i'll uh, i'll hit play whenever you want to stop it just tell me pause and then you can we can uh we can get your feedback or your input and then we can we can resume all right so here is the comments from dana white when asked about um the the wonder boy situation Wonder boy said that he wasn't paid for uh for for showing up is that something new in the contracts where like you don't have to make weight and, and get your show money or he, he also said that he didn't talk to you yet so right so how that works is guys don't just get paid to not fight it's not how that works Guys have been paid. We've taken care of guys. Hey, listen, if you come in and you're making short money, we take care of you. You come in and you don't fight. First of all, you, you decided not to fight. The guy was three pounds overweight, whatever it was. You get a piece of his purse if you take the fight. But if you, deter, you decide you don't want to take the fight, we also offered him another fight. You know, there's a much bigger story behind the scenes. Press pause. Um, so let's let's talk about that portion of it all because look it was always under my assumption as a fighter and I've had this discussion with everybody um in terms of with with you guys okay all the listeners you know of Wayne in I've had this discussion there are things that I don't know about the sport after 22 years of being involved in it and what I mean by that is the rules and almost every fighter thinks they know the rules but they don't they don't know the rules. They don't, a lot of fighters still thought you got five minutes when you got poked in the eye. No, you don't get five minutes when you get poked in the eye. A lot of fighters think that way. You know, what is the, what is the, there's other rules that are involved that we just don't know. How much time do I get for this? How much time do I get for that? You know, there are diff, different rules getting put back down on the ground. You know, in some states, remember they changed the unified rules in some states where it was, four points of contact or three points. And then it was back and forth in some states. We were having a hard time with that. And so the rules have changed a little bit here and there, but fighters don't always know. Now for me, I was under the assumption that look, once you make the weight, then you got paid your show money now. And I did just so to clarify, I talked to several top high end managers in the last two days about this because I saw it kind of gaining some steam in the media and the media was talking and bringing it up. And even Steven Thompson was saying that he hadn't got paid and that people were kind of bringing it to the forefront. They want to, they want to kind of stick it to the UFC. But in this, in this segment that I'm going to do today, I want to give you guys both sides. You know, and I know a lot of people are like, oh man, I'm world, you know, John and Josh, they're always bashing on the UFC. But I, look, I want to make sure that you guys understand I'm giving you guys both sides. I've talked to some managers. I've talked to people that have helped run promotions, high level promotions, and they understand the ins and the outs of the game. So when he didn't make the weight, he's not guaranteed in his contract, he's not guaranteed his show money. But my experience with the UFC, directly with the UFC is I had a fight where I was supposed to fight Carlos Fodor and it was the week before the fight. It was the very last strike force event that was supposed to happen. And that, that event got canceled. 
They had called me up and said, we understand that you are in camp and you've been in camp for the last six to eight weeks. We would like to compensate you for your time. Now, I didn't get my show money, but I wasn't about to tell them to go F themselves because I didn't get my show money because I never showed up and made the weight because I was always under the assumption that once I made the weight, I um, held my part of the, of the deal. I signed the contract to show up on weight to step in the cage and fight. And I held up my end of the bargain. But after talking with the managers, they have made it very clear that, hey, in the contracts, it, it varies on where you fight. Certain states will tell you, if you make the weight, you are entitled to your show money. But when you start establishing like, hey, you're entitled to your show money, okay, then you're talking, as Dana will talk it later on, is Wonderboy is making two, you know, a quarter of a million dollars. You're going to put, if I start looking at it, you're going to start putting the smaller companies or you're going to start, you're going to start charging those, those promotions, $250,000, a quarter of a million dollars because he made weight. That's not, that's not fair to them. The promotions shouldn't be held accountable because the other fighter didn't make weight. You're basically punishing the promotion and everyone I think is going to say, well, the UFC can afford it. That's not the point right now. Okay. Don't, let's not deflect it to where the UFC can, can afford it. Let's talk about, look, the UFC, as Dana will say later on in this clip, is that he believes that that Wonder Boy is entitled to a certain amount of money. What your camp costs, what your expenses were. Okay, let's have that con. Let's have that. Let's have that uh, conversation. Also, um, we're willing to put you on the next card available. So why don't we compensate you for whatever it is that you uh, did for your camp? And then let's go ahead and get you on another card in two weeks against either another opponent or the opponent that didn't make the weight. So those are two things that Dana's mentioning right now where as this thing goes on, he'll start to mention that. So I, like I said, I was always under the assumption that once you made the weight, you were entitled to your show money. But as I'm playing it back in my head and as I'm thinking about it, after talking to these managers, after talking to people that have helped run promotions, you're really penalizing the promotion, you know, making him, making them pay the quarter of a million dollars. Now, before you guys go any further and say like, yeah, but the UFC can afford it. Like we talked about. Think about this. They pass rules. Commissions pass rules. They pass them for all of the sport of MMA. If I am to establish that rule set for everyone, not just the UFC, now what happens to companies like the LFA? What happens to companies um, like King of the Cage? Can they afford to pay their, their, their heavyweight fighters, or not heavyweights, but their main event fighters if the main event fighter doesn't make the weight? Can those, you're going to put those smaller shows out of business by doing so. So there's a lot of little nooks and crannies that we got to get into, but go ahead, Dave, play the rest of it. All right, here we go. And no, you don't just show up and say, yeah, I'm not going to fight. I want a quarter of a million dollars. Not the way it works. It hasn't worked that way for anybody. So what we do is we try to get you another fight. We try to turn you around quickly. If you don't turn around quickly, then we try to figure out, well, what, what was, what did it cost for your camp? We'll reimburse you. You know, there's a lot of different ways that this gets worked out. You don't just go, yeah, this guy's three pounds over. I'm not going to fight. And no, I won't take another fight two weeks later and pay me my show money. Not how it works. You don't fight. You don't get paid uh, necessarily in the contract. But we always make sure that we take care of everybody. And, you know, uh, we're working it out with Wonder Boy right now. It's all being worked out uh, behind the scenes. And this should all be worked out by Saturday. I mean, realistically, like he's being from a promotion standpoint, I understand where he's coming from and the fallback. And I'm going to talk about with the Luke Thomas clip. The fallback is always going to be, well, the UFC makes enough money 
and they should pay them. But there's nothing in the contract that liability hold, that, that holds them liable for paying them their show money if they make the weight because they're entitled to their fight. They are running an entertainment business. They are running a business and they deserve to have the fight happen. Now, I do understand and I do appreciate what he is saying because look, let's have the conversation. Do we roll you into two weeks later? Which is fair, okay? Um, can I pay you your whatever it costs for you to run your camp? Okay, maybe maybe Wonder Boy's coming in. Let's let's weigh all the options here. Maybe Wonder Boy's coming in with a little bit of an injury, and he's like, I don't want to fight in two weeks. I really didn't really want to take this fight, but I made the weight like a professional. Why don't I just take the money it cost me to run the camp? 10, 15 grand, whatever it is, 18, 20 grand, whatever it is. Take that money and run. Get back, get get my body healthy at 40 years old and say, hey. Let me get my body healthy again and I'll go ahead and run through another camp and get ready for somebody else or get ready for the next step. It all makes sense. Um, but what you, what people have to understand is you, the, the people that write the rules with the ABC or whatever it is, the companies that write or the, 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 com, the commissions that write the rules for their, the, for the sport of MMA in their States, those people have to write rules that cover all of the promotions. It can't be one set of rules for the UFC, one set of rules for Bellator, and then one set of rules for like the LFA and the King of the Cage and and the Titan fights and the Shark fights and all the other smaller promotions. You need to have the same set of rules across the board for all of them. Otherwise, it starts getting too confusing. So then that's why you're if you're going to start saying that the person who makes, who shows, who shows up and makes weight like a professional and the other one that doesn't, is now going to have to pay that person's uh, purse, their show the money. Now you could potentially start putting those smaller promotions out of business. And those are the shows that help develop talent. Those are the ones that make, to give the town enough activity when they're not, when they're not quite good enough yet or just hasn't, haven't been seen yet to get into the UFC or to get into Bellator or to get into Ryzen or the PFL or all these things. Those are the comp, those, those are those type of rule sets is what keeps those companies from going out of business. Now let's go ahead and play the Luke Thomas because um, Luke had some some words on it as well, and uh, let's talk about that. And I love Luke. I think Luke does a fantastic job. I love Morning Combat. I love him and BC together. The energy they bring, fantastic. And none of none of what I say uh, about about what uh, Luke's segment is is none of it's negative. It's just um, I think a lot of it is as a fighter. Opinion. Uh, yeah, as a fighter that I it's my point of view, um, and as as uh, as a media source, which he is, is his point of view. And I think he had some really good takes on some of it. And towards the end um, is where I wanted to kind of shed some light on it. And like I said, I love Luke. I love BC. I love Morning Combat. If you guys don't subscribe to them, you don't watch them, you guys should. They're fantastic. Go ahead and play his uh, his comment. Nice. Nice call out to Big John there, by the way, on Punk's Opinion, uh, where you said, I love Luke, but. <laughs> oh, man. What a guy. What <laughs> I'm just a guy. kidding. All right. Here we go. Luke Thomas. Here we go. The recent talk about Wonder Boy. Oh, yeah. Right. Not getting paid has again shown to me how little those around MMA understand how the sausage is made. I had UFC fighters send me their contracts and I asked to see some of them and every single one had the exact same provision as it relates to what I'm about to say. There is nothing that I've seen in anyone's UFC contract. Now, I've not seen every UFC contract, but I can say every UFC contract that I have seen has the exact same provision, purse and bonus. That's it. Purse ahead, only stop. gets paid upon... So in that, look, that is true, but what you also have to remember, every state can hold that, that promotion liable for, Hey, the fighter made the weight. You need to pay them. Now that may, that may change based on the, not change the UFC and Bellator and those companies may understand that. 
and they may only go to certain states knowing that, hey, if this fighter's on this car, we could be stuck paying them their quarter of a million dollars or their half a million dollars for their show money or whatever it is if they make the weight. Some fighters, I remember back in the day, there was some fighters like Chuck Liddell. He had a flat fee, but then he got paid on these pay-per-view dollars. And everyone's like, oh, well, he only made you know 500000 And that would have been his show money. There was a flat fee for him to show up and fight whether he... Whether um, there was no win and there was no show and win for for Chuck Liddell, it was a flat fee, and then he got a pretty high number for like dollars per pay per view buy, say three dollars per pay per view buy, or you know four dollars or whatever it was per pay per view buy is what Chuck got, and other other fighters, other top fighters too. That's a lot, a lot of what their contract says. You have a flat fee of this when you show up and fight, and then you get this on the pay per view side. So he's. He's talking about like his portion of what he understands or what he has seen from the contracts that have been sent to him from other fighters. Go ahead. On bout completion, there are no mechanisms to force the UFC to pay if you weigh in and your opponent misses and then the fight, for whatever reason, falls through. Uh, Wonder Boy was able to say no to the fight because I guess he has enough financial freedom that he's able to do that, which is a great thing. I'm very glad to see that. Money is really not the issue here, Um uh, Right in terms of like, does the UFC are they good for it? Like, if yes, they can easily afford to pay this and a whole lot more. What they don't want is to be shown that there's a way to say no um, to things that interrupt the UFC's ability to churn out content at the schedule that they have set up for themselves. They don't want guys to be able to say no to that if they can at all help it. And so if they don't bend to the leverage here, it's not so much about like denying Wonder Boy as it is just kind of sending a message being like, we're just not going to be leveraged for this. Okay, stop. So I get what he's saying. I actually kind of agree with him on that in some points of it. But what you have to do is I talk to the certain people that have worked for promotions and the highest level of the promotions. And it has not, it does, has nothing to do with we don't want people to think that they just can't take the fight and we're going to pay them. That's not the point. What happens when you get into and to bring a, to shed a spotlight on this? What happens if you bring in someone like who's making a quarter of a million dollars? And we've already kind of seen when the gambling started coming in with the whole um uh who was the fight the James Krause. James Krause with that whole situation with the gambling. What happens now if I'm making a quarter of a million dollars and the person I'm fighting is making, you know, less than that? But I'm making a quarter of a million dollars, and now I just tell that person, hey, don't fight. Don't make the weight. I won't take the fight. Now I get paid my show money, and I'll give you more than what you're making. It this could That's where you've got to be very careful is that you could start having fighters in cahoots. And this is what the, this is what the person that I've talked to that worked for the promotions have said, and several promotions, not just one, is that we've got to be very cautious and careful because now we can start seeing things happen behind closed doors. Now fighters are not. Fighters are talking behind closed doors and they're making deals with each other. And then now we don't have a fight. And that's where you can end up costing these promotions, putting these, helping to put these promotions out of business and start getting into their financials where the, the company is still a company. They're still trying to be out there to make profits. Let's not forget that. Look, these companies are in business to make a profit and we can't, we can't look, we can't shy away from that. We have to remember that. And so as much as, as what Luke is saying is very true, is that, yeah, he deserves to get paid. I think he deserves to be compensated for his um, his cost for his camp, his costs. You know, I think he goes on to say, you know, about the travel and uh, food. And that's, well, that stuff's all covered by the UFC. 
You know, the hotel, the travel, that's all paid for by the UFC. They don't pay for the travel. Uh, maybe they pay for travel for their wife and their kids, but that's that's not on them. Look, the, the UFC is there to pay for you to show up and fight in one of your corners or two of your corners, whatever your contract states. Go ahead and uh, carry on. Well, listen, he had to pay for his camp, and then he has to pay for his travel, and he has to pay for his accommodations and everything on Fight Week. Like, this guy's out, you know, thousands of dollars okay, at stop. this point. So I'm not, like I said, the fighter doesn't pay for their travel. The fighter doesn't pay for their accommodations. Um, that They do pay for if they want their wife to come. If they want an extra corner to come, they do have to pay for that. Um, all of those things. But like I said, that those are things that can be negotiated in your contract depending on who you are. You know, Stephen Thompson probably has a little bit more pool than somebody that's just coming up, you know, and the coming off the Dana White contender series. You know what I mean? Like Steven's been there, done that. He's come to fight every single time. He's been a professional. They look at that. They admire that. And they, they say, Hey, you know what? We're going to go ahead and give you this a little bit more. We'll give you a little bit more here. So those are things that he doesn't have to worry about paying for. Now the expense of the camp, that's definitely something to take consideration. Camps these days are not cheap. You have a nutritionist that normally lives in house with you, like I have. When I my last probably you know five or six fights, I had a nutritionist living with me in my house the last two to four weeks, and that it gets pretty expensive. There's that plus the cost of food. Your nutritionist, you pay him to be there, but you don't. You still have to buy all the groceries, and the groceries will run you another you know twelve hundred to a thousand dollars. I mean, probably pushing. Close to about say two fifty to three hundred a week easily, uh, based on you know how many times you need to eat. You need to eat every two hours. You know there's small portions, but there's a lot of cooking that gets is involved. All of those things. Go ahead, carry on. It's not like he's like, oh, I'm, 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 you know, I didn't make any money, but I didn't lose any money. He's already lost money. When MMA media complains about fighter contracts, like this is what we're talking about. How on earth can someone who's a fighter look at conversations around these issues? And this issue in particular, and think the media is trying to use it for anyone's benefit other than theirs. There needs to be a change. There needs to be a change. I don't think any of us want to live in a world where we feel like fighters should have to get what seems like a fair deal based on UFC's generosity at that time. And, you know, I'm going to say it one more time. Like, technically speaking, it is the UFC's generosity. They don't contractually. They don't owe him anything. If his contract is like all the other ones I've seen, they don't owe him a penny. Um, so I would rather live in a world where some more of these protections, these kinds of protections um, are built in. Now, look, I can agree with Luke on this. And I, like I, most majority of what he's been saying throughout this, and I saw this yesterday. I was like, you know what? Luke's making some great points. But I think from the media standpoint, this is where he's seen it from. And I'm trying to bring it to you from a fighter standpoint. They, I do agree there needs to be some generosity. There is generosity by the UFC to actually compensate um, Stephen Thompson and any fighter who, make, who, who makes weight and his opponent doesn't and they decide not to take the fight. But where do you draw the line? You can't give them the whole the, the show money when it's a quarter of a million dollars. If it was John Jones and he said no to a fight and he has a flat fee of, of $500,000 or $750,000, he just made $750,000 and I got no fight out of it as a promoter. Then you all of a sudden, you may start seeing fighters in cahoots is what we talked about. Now, okay, look, you're making 250 and I'm making 750 and you don't and if I just tell you don't make the weight, I'll pay you 300. I'll make you give you another 50 grand and you don't even have to fight. You could those are things that promotions and promoters are thinking like, I can't just go start setting a standard for fighters to go ahead and start doing this. 
And so you've got to be very cautious, very careful about how the promotion handles this. And some commissions will make them pay you a certain percentage because you did make the weight. Now, I can't tell you off the top of my head. I've been told, though, by the promoters that there are some states that will say, hey, you need to pay them 20% of their purse because they made the weight and the fighter did not. You know, a percentage of the purse is what they said, not 20% exactly. They just said a percentage of the purse, whatever that percentage was, because the fighter made the weight and the other fighter didn't and they chose not to fight. So those, those are all things that promotions, on the promotion standpoint, that they are trying to protect themselves. Now, you're like, oh, well, the UFC is profitable. The UFCs make millions. Da, da. Yeah, but they'll, they won't be if we keep doing this and fighters start figuring out a way to manipulate the system. If anyone can figure out a way to manipulate a system, it's fighters. <laughs> it's it's exactly like you, you've got to think a lot of fighters, a lot of us have come from, you know, some of us have come from great homes. Some of us have come from broken homes. Some of us have pulled ourselves up kind of by the bootstraps kind of thing. Some of us had a lot of help along the way, but we needed someone to help us get there. We have learned along the way to how to jockey the system and get through it to get ourselves to where we, our end game is. And if we can cut a corner a little bit here and there to make some money, I think that we've seen it with the James Krause situation with his fighter. You know, the knee was injured or the leg was injured or whatever. And what you end up having is, Hey, can I buck the system with some betting and then make some money on the backside? That's what promoters promotions don't want to start setting a standard for is if these fighters start working with the other fighter and saying, Hey, if I don't make the weight and you make more than me, you kick me down this much money. That's where I think you're, you know, there's that back and forth that we're going to start having. We're going to run into a problem with, I do believe that. The UFC and, and even Dana has said, I will comp, we will compensate. We'll work something out with him. We'll get it done probably by this weekend, you know, or this week. That is, that's smart on their part. But to, for, for us to hold the UFC liable and say, Hey, we, we got to pay him a quarter of a million dollars because that's his show money. That's not going to work for any promotion. And the end game to that is because the commissions push that down, those standards and those rules across the board. For every MMA promotion, small promotions and big promotions, then you may start putting out some of those those smaller companies and promotions may start going out of business because of what they're doing. Does that make sense, Dave? Yep. Is there any um, you felt I feel like you have something you want to say. I see you kind of chomping at the mic there, buddy. Well, I just I want to get your thoughts, right? Um, so that we can like have clarity from your standpoint. So where do we where do we make changes um in your opinion that will um that will have serious impact should the changes be made on the contract like should the changes be forced on the contract side right because the promotion ultimately has the decision because they write the contract right and, the, and then they negotiate with the fighter um so should the change be forced by like a government entity on the side where the contract side where the promotion is mandated to have something in the clause or should the should the change be made on the the side of the guy who misses weight? Should the repercussions there be more aggressive, where that guy who um, missed the weight and ultimately caused the loss of the fight? Remember last when this when this came up, you made the point that he's the reason yeah. the fight never happened, not the guy who chose not to take the fight. Right? Um, should the repercussions be heavier there to to um, address the issue? from the root cause right and not like just uh, put a band-aid on the issue yeah you've got a couple questions in there one is no we should never bring any type of government agency into this to try to regulate 
how people make weight and whether they get paid or not on this. I don't think on this, on this scenario, okay. In terms of, you know, fighters make missing weight and the other fighting getting paid. Now there should be some sort of, um, there should be some sort of uh, percentage. I think maybe negotiated into the contract with the promotion. Hey, you'll get 10% of whatever your value is. Or like, like Dana had said, when people are getting paid on the lower end of the, the pay scale, we'll tend to give them their show money. If they're making 12 grand, if they're making, you know, 18,000, whatever it is, they'll give them their show money because that's on the low end of Stephen Thompson's not on the low end, man. He's fought for the title multiple times. You know, he's fought the who's who in the sport. He's been around for a long time. I mean, he's a constant professional. Like he is somebody that no, at a quarter of a million dollars, I can't pay you your show money. And so I understand that. But in those type of contracts, when you see the numbers are high, maybe they do start putting as management, maybe you start saying, hey, we've always been known to make our weight. But if we find somebody that is, if we find somebody that doesn't make the weight and we decide not to take the fight, we don't want to be penalized to the point of where we don't get anything. We want to say, hey, we want to get, we want to get paid um, a percentage, let's say 5% or let's say 3%, depending on whatever their pay scale is. Obviously, 5% is a lot more when you're making 750 to a million dollars like John Jones, or it's the 250, or if you're somebody that's, you know, only making 50, 60 grand, then 5% is not as much, you know, but there's got to be something worked in there. I think there should be something worked in there. Um, I duff, I, I've dealt with the UFC long enough to understand like, Hey, my word is my word. Nah, I'm not really interested in that, but there's gotta be, there's gotta be something. I don't have the, look, I don't have all the answers. I'm not saying I have all the answers. I'm simply saying, if you want to start divvying it up, when you get into the higher dollar amounts, start saying that it's a, it's a percentage per adjustment on however much it goes up, you know, um, whatever that percentage is, 3% of 250. Sure. Go ahead and pay me that, um, whatever it is, figure it out. You know, that, that has to do between the management and the promoter. But to say that you're going to pay you the show money is just ridiculous when someone's making two, $250,000 or 500000 or 750000 whatever it is. You know, um, what was the second part of your question? It put in the provision uh, there or? Uh, penalizing, making it, making the penalty on the, on the um, actual culprit, the guy who missed weight more aggressive i mean he's already kind of getting penalized by not having the fight if the person doesn't take the fight and if he is kind of getting penalized for the 20 percent, but where there needs to be some sort of adjustment is it looks like and it's always looked like if the person who makes the weight doesn't take the fight he's the bad guy it's the same way like when we talked about the fence grab mm -hmm. like i'm sorry but the person who you know, got poked in the eye. All of a sudden now, if he doesn't continue fighting, he's the bad guy. Why is that the case? Why is it the case when the guy who doesn't make the weight is not, or when the guy who makes the weight isn't the bad guy? He is the bad guy. They're making it out to be he's the bad guy. Steven Thompson did nothing wrong. He did his job. He came in like a professional and he did his job. So that's where I think, I don't know why, but for some reason in the MMA community, in the fan base, whatever it is, we always look at the person who doesn't take the fight. Oh, he's two pounds over. Oh, he's four pounds over. He was six pounds over. I want to go back and I tell people, because I talked about this two weeks ago, Rumble Johnson came in six pounds over and, and rest in peace, my friend. He's one of my best friends, but he came in six pounds over against Yoshida and he goes out there and knocks Yoshida out in the first round. Yoshida took the fight. He shouldn't have taken the fight. Six pounds is a lot is a lot. That's not three pounds that uh, Michelle Pereira missed the, whatever, missed it by. But it's still, three more pounds is a lot. And then we've all known that, you know, Rumble had power no matter what, but he was also a bigger welterweight. And that was at welterweight. 
So Steven trying to avoid that, that situation happening to him where he's fought someone before that didn't make the weight and it backfired on him and it set him back. At his age, he can't afford to be set back anymore because at 40, 41 years old, he knows that he's got maybe one more opportunity to get to a title shot and that's it. So I, I don't, I don't have, like I said, I don't have all the answers on how you regulate it all. But when you when you look at the whole thing, you've got to look at it from the promotion standpoint. You've got to look at it from the fighter standpoint. Okay. And as far as in, in how you can work this deal without, without ruining the sport, without, without jeopardizing the promotion, ensuring they make money, but not every promotion because the rule set for, for all the rule set for this promotion for the UFC is the same rule set for all the promotions below it. And then you've got to be very cautious and careful about how you can put those other promotions out of business by saying, yeah, you've got to pay show money. That, 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 that won't work for the LFA. That won't work for King of the Cage. That won't work for Titan fights and shark fights and all these other smaller shows. It won't work for them. They'll go out of business faster than you could think. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it just seems like it's, it seems like it's fair. Um, I mean, I, I, I agree that you don't put, you don't put anything on the promotion except you tell, you know, maybe at, at most you tell the fighter, hey, negotiate it in your contract. Mm -hmm. And if they're not, if they're not willing to negotiate something in your contract, like there's a million promotions out there. Do you want to be in the one that has the most notoriety? Then, mm -hmm. then you got to sign the contract and, and be prepared that somebody might miss weight. And I mean, all right. And be prepared to either take that fight, and not take the fight yeah. and then, and then deal with the outcome. Um, but I kind of have the opinion that, that, you know, if you if you miss weight on a pay per view card, then then maybe maybe as a promotion, then you're willing to part ways with someone like that. I mean, yeah. if you're putting someone as your your third last fight, um, and they and they miss weight and jeopardize the fight, like, do, do I really want you, um, under my banner? Yeah, that's a promotion standpoint, though. You've got the promotion's got to look at it from from how valuable is that fighter? If he goes somewhere else, can he help build up another promotion to, to elevate their level to kind of work against us? It really depends on who it is. That's it's, it's situational. Yeah, that's, right? that's 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 definitely situational. But the reason why I wanted to bring all this up and the reason why I want to talk about it is because the UFC did a solid for me when that last Strike Force event event got canceled and they paid me a certain amount of money. I want I want to say it was between like either 10 to 20 grand. I can't remember it was so long ago. But they did me a solid. They didn't have to pay me. I didn't weigh in. They did me a solid. And I and I remember that. And I know that they're mm -hmm. going to take care of Steven Thompson. They just got to get it figured out. Dana was also on vacation. And now that he's back and they're getting a the little bit of media pressure, but they will compensate him at somehow, some way, whether it be 10 grand, 15 grand, whatever his camp cost him, they will do that. Um, so that's a, that's a big reason. And I wanted to also say, look, as a fighter for 22 years, I fought, I've, I've, I fought when the sport was still kind of relatively new. We were still doing five pay-per-views. UFC was doing five to seven pay-per-views a year. We weren't on Fox. We weren't on a mainstream TV network. We weren't on any of those. It was only pay-per-view available. That was it. Mm -hmm. When I started fighting, when I was with the UFC, when I first came on, they were only pay-per-view available. They were not on free TV. And so I understand all the growing pains that they've had to go through. And sure, they're profitable now, but you guys have to, people have to remember, they went through the lumps to develop where they're at now. You've got to admire where they're at and they have to be very smart and diligent with what they're doing when it comes to the fighters because fighters will try to buck the system. Managers will try and help the fighters buck the system. And so the promotion can't set a standard that if you don't take the fight, that we're going to pay you your, your show money. They can't let that happen. They can't let it happen because that ultimately will start to affect all the smaller shows below them because now commission will be like, well, the UFC is doing it. Well, guess what? 
let's go ahead and start making it standard across for the commissions, then that kills all your smaller promotions. Yeah, and the other thing is like the these are so these are such like um they're always there's always like such nuances in these situations that um the it, you can't just umbrella somebody no. misses weight and he doesn't get paid and now we have to change the whole system you can't just like take the one instance because they're always so different mm -hmm. there's always like different circumstances like you say there's this is wonder boy and everybody loves wonder boy because he's the nicest mfr so so everybody's going to get on his side and 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 um vouch for him and, and mm -hmm. want the best for him right everybody's going to want him to get paid quarter of a million dollars because he didn't take a fight because his opponent missed mm -hmm. weight of course because it's wonder boy but um there's going to be a situation where it's John Jones and John Jones, um, you know, gets gets caught with drugs and and now now he, you know DC doesn't get to fight him and everyone's going to jump on DC side for that. But then there's, so it's always very situational um, where you're going to get on the side of the guy who who looks like looks vulnerable um, and well, but, they're, but they're so few and far between and there's always going to be the instance where yeah, fan, fan, no fans will always have their favorites. You know, and Wonder Boy is a favorite. He's a fan favorite. He's a nice guy. He's a great fighter. He, he puts on a show. He does what he's supposed to do. He comes in like a professional. I can't say it enough. You know, um, fan, fans are gonna have their favorite. I mean, let's not recall. Let's let's recall. We moved the whole show for John Jones from one state to another state, and they end up fighting in L.A. You know what I mean? Like these are all things that, like it, the UFC will do what they what they do for the fighters that they want to definitely take care of. They will. They've proven that time and time again. So. They will, I believe they will, and Dana's made it very clear. We will take care of him in some some facet, uh, some way, and um, that's common. But like I was originally gonna say was, I've been in this sport for so long. But even myself thought like once I made the weight, and if my opponent didn't make the weight, I got my show money, and that's not the case, you know. And uh, talking with talking with my manager and the contracts that we've always done and talking with uh, promoters and the promotions that I've fought for before in the past and how they established, how they written, how they wrote their contracts for us. That was never in there. I just always thought, Oh, I make the weight. Okay. And I don't take the fight. I get my show money. But I mean, I always wanted to fight because I loved fighting. That's a lot of these fighters will do it because they love fighting. But you, if you're going to put yourself in one scenario, one situation is going to be wonder boys. He is how old? He's 40 years old. He can't afford to take a loss. And that loss, because someone didn't make the weight, that extra couple pounds, three pounds, four pounds, whatever it is, that will work against him and him getting to his goal. His goal is to, to fight for the title one more time before he goes. That's it. Michelle Pahead didn't make the weight. Now he wants to, you know, like now he, I'm going to give you 20% of the purse. It's not always about money for Steven Thompson. It's about getting to your goal. And that's what we as, as fans and as, um, MMA fans have to understand it's not always about the money. It's about reaching our goals and hitting that potential. I could have kept fighting. I didn't, I didn't have to walk away. I could have kept fighting and made a, made a ton more money. I had multiple fights left on my contract, but it wasn't about the money. It was about, look, if I don't have another run in me, then it's not worth it. I'm good. I can move on. That's why I'm here with you guys talking podcast mm -hmm. though. All right, guys. Well, Hey, that's going to wrap up my talk on this. I wanted to Thank you guys for tuning in. Just a little extra feature for you guys. And uh, Big John's been away. He's going to be away the rest of this week. But we're going to drop a show this weekend for you guys after the, the fights this weekend. So hopefully you guys tune in. And uh, yes. And I'll, I'll just add that this is the first Punk's Opinion in nah. four years almost. Yes. The first Punk's Opinion in four years. And uh, the timing of it is funny because I was I had posted on my Instagram last night that you and I started podcasting 
uh, this time in August of 2016, which so is kind of crazy as well. So uh, here we come, full circle, uh, Punk's Opinion. Yeah, we're running back with the Punk's Opinion. I like this. This is a cool little segment. Whatever, you know, maybe the yeah. fans will hear. If you guys like it, leave a comment down below. If you guys have any questions, leave the comments down below. And uh, you know me, I like to surf the comments, so I'll check them out. I'll read them, and maybe I'll rebuttal a little bit here and there. And uh, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys like this little quick segment for you guys. Take care, and we will see you.